0: Have you been searching for a word from the lord you want to feel his presence you want to feel his love well look no further cause Let's give it up for the Levites. They've been so faithful. We've seen people come and go, but they are still standing, still faithfully serving every Sunday. Amen. Thank you for your ministry here at Rise and Star. Amen. You set the atmosphere. Amen. For the word. So thank you. Thank you. If you're not standing, stand with me as we get to the word this morning. Amen. Amen. And hopefully this message will go over a little better than the one last week. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We had biscuits, but we didn't have no baking soda. They just wouldn't rise, no matter how long I left them in the oven. Amen. <laughs> but I brought some baking, some bacon powder with me. Amen. Today. So hopefully this one will rise and do a little better. All right. <laughs> Mark's gospel, the seventh chapter. Let's start in verse 24. Reading from the NIV. Jesus left that place. And went to the vicinity of tyree he entered a house and did not want anyone to know it yet he could not keep his presence secret in fact as soon as she heard about him a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an impure spirit came and felt at his feet the woman was a greek born in syrian a phoenicia she begged jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter want to use for a subject I will not accept no for an answer I will not accept no for an answer. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father God, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. God, we come to you with bowed heads and humble hearts. So, dear God, we come thanking you, oh dear God, for all the wonderful things that you have done in us and through us and for us. So, dear God, we thank you for the Zion songs we heard on today. Lord, we thank you for the scriptures that have been read. We thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. Now, God, as we come to your priest's word, I pray that you will let your man servant down deep into the storehouse of your wisdom, your knowledge, and your power, dear God. Lord, I pray that I would decrease so that you may increase. Lord, I pray that you will speak in me and speak through me to your people, To God. Lord, I pray that the word will fall on good ground, that the word will bring forth fruit in the lives of those who hear it on today, some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. God, we just pray that you might be glorified in all that we say and do most, and we pray that the people be edified, oh dear God, and we just pray, oh dear God, that everything that was said and done here today will be pleasing in your sight, oh dear God, and we'll be kept to give your name all the honor and all the glory and all the praise for this week Pray in the marvelous, matchless, majestic name of Jesus, our Messiah, and all the people, God said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. God three persons. man, I will not accept no for an answer. When it comes to being free or when it came to being free, people like Harriet Tubman and many others would not accept no for an answer when it came to their freedom. The country kept telling them that they didn't deserve to be free and that they would never be free. However, they wouldn't take no for an answer. In fact, they said before I be your slave, I'll be buried in my grave and go home to be with my Lord and be free. How many of you know that it takes that type of tenacity, that type of triumph, amen, to have that type of mentality to triumph over obstacles and challenges in front of us? Oftentimes we quit and stop pursuing what we want because we lack determination. We lack resiliency. We lack persistency and patience. We need to keep fighting and working until we get to the finish line somebody said 99 and a half just won't do. Amen. You got to finish your course. You got to keep the faith. Amen. We need more people like Frederick Douglass. We need more people like Harriet Tubman. We need more people like Mary McLeod Bethune. We need more people like Sojourner Truth. We need more people like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We need more people like Fannie Lou Hamer. We need more people like John Lewis willing to get into some good trouble in order to make this world a better place. That's you bring about change you cannot accept no for an answer when you're trying to do something positive for the king and the kingdom as we come to our text jesus is traveling with his disciples he's teaching he's preaching and he's healing people jesus about to have an unforgettable encounter with a gentile woman syphronician woman we see this as we come to our text in fact this is the only time according to one commentator that Jesus actually left Palestine during his earthly ministry because Jesus had a date with destiny first of all let's look at the reason here the reason verse 24 Jesus left that place and went to the vicinity of Tyre He entered a house and did not want anyone to know it, yet he could not keep his present secret. Now, first of all, let's look at the region, the region here in verse 24a. Jesus traveled about 30 miles to Tyre and went to Sidon. okay? These were port cities of the Mediterranean Sea, north of Israel. Both cities had flourishing trade and were very wealthy. They were proud of this historic, uh, these historic Canaanite cities. They were very proud cities. They were very wealthy cities, and they had these ports there, and they had a lot of people coming and going through this particular region here. And Jesus decided, i've had enough i've been dealing with the religious leaders i know it won't be long before i have to go to the cross and die for the sins of the world so boys we just need to take a break we just need to get away from everything and everybody so that we can have a retreat that brings me to my next point we see the region then we see the retreat jesus had been feeding the five thousand in and mark 6 30 through 44, Jesus and his disciple has been hanging out around the outskirts of Galilee there. His purpose was to avoid the opposition in Galilee and to secure opportunity to teach his disciple privately about his death, barrier, and resurrection. So Jesus says, time for us to get away. How many of you know that you need to find the right spot? Amen, sometimes you need to get away from everything and everybody and have some downtime so that you can get renewed and refreshed. I always tell people, I like to take off on Monday because when I take off on Monday, I review. I look at the previous week, what has transpired. So I take off on Monday so I can review. Then I take off on Monday so I can renew. I need my strength replenished. I need to be able to have somebody to pour into me. I need to rest so that I can get my strength back. So I review, and then I renew. Then I preview. I preview the upcoming week. So you need to do that. You need to review. Amen. Then you need to renew and then you need to preview are you with me and that's why i say you need to abandonly amen and you need to withdraw weekly let me say that again you need to abandon annually every year you need to take a vacation if you don't do nothing but go to mount lemon call it a staycation you ain't got to have no money, but you need to get away. Amen. You need to have some downtime. Burning the counter at both ends doesn't make you brighter. It just makes you burn out faster. How many of you know that? Amen. You're not Superman and you're not Wonder Woman, so you need some downtime. In fact, rest is so important that God made it one of the 10 commandments. It's number 4. The word Sabbath means rest, so you need to take a break. Are you with me? So every year you need to go on vacation. Okay? And not only take the vacation, but also once a week, you need, have, need to have one day where you just have some me time. How many of you have lived long enough to know if you don't take care of you, won't nobody else take care of you? That's not being selfish. That's called self-care. You take care of yourself so you can help everybody else. But if you're always helping everybody else and never take care of yourself, soon you're going to be the one in the bed, people come to see you. Are you with me? And then what it means when it said withdraw daily, or withdraw weekly, then divert daily. Divert daily means that you need to take a break. Listen, I don't care how busy I am. I try to make sure I get away from my desk. I try to go take a, a break, walk around the building, go to lunch, whatever the case may be. Because listen, nobody is indispensable. If, if you think you are indispensable, die today and see what we be living again tomorrow. The world will not stop if you die today. How many of you know that? So, Jesus was on a retreat, okay? So, we see the reason, the region, then the retreat, and then we see the request. Now, here we see her problem as well as her reverence in verse 25. In fact, as soon as he heard about him, as soon as she heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an evil spirit came and fell at his feet, okay? Now, notice the problem. Here's the problem. She has a daughter that has a demon. How do you know if your child has a demon, you got a problem? How do you know if you got the devil in your house, (laughs) you got a problem? If your child is sick, you got a problem. Something is not right. So this woman has a serious problem. Her daughter is demon-possessed by impure spirit, unclean spirit. So she has the devil in her house, number one. Not only that, but she's a woman. And and during this particular time, it was not acceptable, culturally acceptable, for a woman to approach a man in public, especially a rabbi. This is why the disciple was surprised when Jesus was talking to the woman at the well. Because especially a woman irreproved, like her her reputation, definitely not a woman like that. So this was culturally unacceptable for a woman to approach a man, especially a rabbi, in public. So she has a demon-possessed daughter. And then she's a woman, okay? And you gotta remember also, there's a patriarchal society where men dominate. Are you with me? So here's this woman, okay, who has a daughter that is demon-possessed, and on top of that, apparently she ain't got no husband. Because her husband, no man is mentioned in the text. So she's a single parent. She got a demon-possessed daughter. She's a woman in a patriarchal society, and she ain't got no husband. I read something this past week where a lady had posted on Facebook that a woman needs a man that'll stand up and be a man. If you're not going to stand up and be a man, sit down so she can see the man behind you. I said, that's just a pretty tough (laughs) You know, be the man, sit down so we can see the man behind you standing up. Amen. So again, she's a woman. In a patriarchal society a male-dominated society she has a demon-possessed daughter she's a gentile which means that she is not a jew she is not part of the covenant community she is not part of the chosen generation she has no husband she's a single parent okay and then on top of that if you read the context in mark as well as matthew you find out the disciple told her you need to get away from here so can you imagine that she had watched this. she had all these hurdles to overcome she has a problem but she has all these hurdles to overcome now here's the problem most people don't get what they want because the first little sign of trouble come on somebody the first little sign of trouble or an obstacle or a challenge we throw in the towel and we give up we quit too soon are you with me but if you want a blessing from God if you want to achieve something in life you got to have some tenacious about you you got to be tenacious you got to have some tenacity you have to have your mind made up come hell or high water I'm getting this I'm gonna get my education come on somebody I'm gonna get this job I'm gonna raise my children I'm gonna pay off my bills. you got to make up in your mind and not let people talk you out of what you have made your mind to achieve in life because people will talk you out of things and that's why you got to have some self-talk. You got to get up in the mirror every day and look at yourself and talk to yourself and say I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I'm more than a conqueror. Thanks be to God that causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus but God shall supply all my needs according to riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You got to learn how to talk to yourself. The Lord is my strength and myself salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. You got to learn how to talk to yourself. Don't wait for somebody to light your fire. Don't wait for somebody to pat you on the back. Don't wait for somebody to call your name. Call your own name. Light your own fire. Send yourself some flour. Take yourself out. Buy yourself some chocolate. Go to the movies by yourself. Hug yourself. Blow kisses to yourself. Okay. Now, Excuse me. I'm back now. All right. All right. All right. So, so watch this. This woman had a problem, but notice this. With all all the problems that she had going on, she still had a spirit of worship. Look at her reverence. Look at her humility because the Bible says she fell at his feet. And listen, and how many know that's a good position to be in? When your back is up against the wall and you ain't got nobody else to call on, you ain't got no connections, you ain't got no resources, you ain't got no money, baby, you in a good position for a miracle because God said, I got you just where I want you because now all you can do is look up, all you can do is depend upon me because when this happens, you going to know it was a miracle, you're going to know I did it, it wasn't your cousin, it wasn't your friends, it wasn't your, your bank account, it was not your smartness, it was me, I stepped in when nobody else could help you, I stepped in and did the miracle, and now you can sing to God be the glory, for the great thing he has done, if God did it, God's going to get all the credit. So the next time you have a problem, I double dog dare you to start worshipping. The Bible says God inhabits the praises of His people. If you want God to show up and show out, I tell you, you, get in the posture of worship and you start telling God how good He is and how He is and how He'll make a way. I talk to spoke greek this woman was a pagan okay she was a gentile but she spoke greek and she spoke greek to jesus and jesus spoke back to her in greek corny greek common language greek okay now she was not part of the jewish community like i said before so Jesus was really out of his comfort zone, so to speak, because he's been ministering in Palestine to Jewish people. And here Jesus is talking to this woman. And according to Matthew's gospel, she is, is a descendant. Think about the Canaanites. These were the people that God ran out of the promised land. Remember, they had been committing a, a, a idolatry for many, many years. And God said, when the time is right, I want to expel them out of the land. So, God sent the nation of Israel in there to, to, to conquer the Canaanites and drive them out. So, Canaan was the promised land. So, this woman is a descendant of the Canaanites. Watch this. And Syria was part of the Roman Empire. So, here's this woman. Amen. Her pedigree, she did not have the right pedigree. That's what I'm trying to say. Because a lot of you think because you were not born in a certain kind of family. Come on, somebody. That God can't use you. You were born on the wrong side of the track. Come on, somebody. You from the projects. You from the hood. You from the South side. Come on, somebody. You didn't go to the right schools. You don't talk right. You don't wear the right kind of clothes and stuff. People will try to label you in order to limit you. People will try to define you so they can find you. And I'm saying, don't you let nobody label you because of your parents. Don't you let nobody label you because of the town that you're from or the city that you're from or the neighborhood that you're from. Because God can bless people in the project. He can bless people in the hood. He can bless people on the South side. Come on, somebody. You don't have to go to the right schools and know the right people, if you know God, God can make a way out of no way. Come on, somebody. is there anybody in the house can testify that in spite of your pedigree, God has blessed you. And just because your mom was crazy, you ain't got to be crazy. Just because your daddy was a player, you ain't got to be no player. Just because your uncle was crazy, you ain't got to be crazy. Uh. Don't worry about your pedigree. Amen. As long as you know the Lord, that's all you need to know. Yeah, watch this. Some people trip me out. Some people try to get close to people they think important. You you know some people like that, they, they brown noser. They literally got a brown nose. Yeah, watch this. Because, watch this. When you suffer from low self esteem, you think you got to get next to other people to, to define you and make you feel like somebody. Baby, I'm somebody, whether I know the president or not. I'm somebody, whether I know the mayor or not. I don't have to get close to nobody. I'm somebody all by myself. Come on, somebody. I don't need to get close to anybody for anybody to define me. I'm somebody by myself. Why? Because I know the God of the universe. You can't get no higher than that. Don't worry about your pedigree, Amen. But look at her request here. She begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. She didn't have no shame. The Bible didn't say she asked. She begged. And sometimes when you get desperate enough, how you know you beg? Come on, somebody. You anybody ever experienced this? You go grocery shopping. You buy two hundred dollars worth of grocery. Refrigerator full of stuff the pantry full of stuff and the kids say stuff like ain't nothing to eat (laughs) Has, has anybody ever experienced that and you know what we say let them get hungry enough if they get hungry enough they'll find something to eat not only will they find something to eat they'll go in there and cook something to eat That's what I'm saying. If you get desperate enough, you'll know how to get your need met. That's what I'm saying. Amen. You'll find out that a a, a Spam sandwich will work every now and then. Come on, somebody. Anybody ever had a Spam sandwich? Syrup sandwich? Tomato sandwich? Banana sandwich? (laughs) If you get hungry enough, it'll taste mighty, mighty good. Come on, somebody. All right. Now, watch this. Watch this. His priority and his reply. He said, First, let the children eat all they want, he told her, for it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Now, the Greek word for dog here literally means little puppy or little dog or lap dog, okay? In other words, he was saying, metaphorically speaking, that it is not right. Amen, for us to take the children's bread, the bread that belongs to the children of Israel because they get first dibs and give it to the Gentiles, okay? Because the Jews refer to the Gentiles as being dogs. Now, they refer to the Gentiles because they were uh, pagans. They were ceremonially uh, unclean or impure. But Jesus didn't use it as an insult here. He's just saying that it's a matter of priority. If you got a mother and a father and they got children, And then you got a household pet as well top priority says that you take care of your children first you feed them first and then you take the leftovers and then you feed the dogs anybody know what i'm talking about now you got to remember now this was not during the day and time like today that, that our dogs are more important than people some of y'all know people like that. They treat their dogs better than people. They got dog hotels. They got dogs that wear clothes. Dogs be eating steaks and everything. Dogs got their own bed. Some of them you sleep with the dogs in the bed. Lick them all in the face. Come on, somebody. You know what dogs be done. They lick them all in the face. They lick them all back. they just kicking the dog all in the nasty mouth. Come on, somebody. All right, this. Come on. Take the dog to the vet. Come on, get shots and stuff. Got a shot record on the dog. Got dog insurance. Come on, somebody. Take the dog and get groomed. Your hair do cost you $15. The dog costs $40. Come on. I'm not hating on you because of your dogs. I'm just saying that this was not doing that day and time. Anybody from the country when you had dogs that you never took them to the vet? Anybody know anything about a country dog that you didn't take to the vet? Anybody know about a country dog that used to sleep under the house? Anybody know about a country dog that used to get their own food? If they got some food, they got the leftovers from the table, you didn't go buy no apple? Anybody know about the dog, amen, that you never had to brush and groom? Come on, come on. Come on. We ain't getting no dogs no shot. He went around and ate some green grass or something and threw up and he was healed. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You never had to buy no dog. You give dogs away. Some people used to throw them in the water and everything. Amen. Just trying to get rid of dogs. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And nobody cried on no dogs back in the day. When I was growing up, ain't nobody cried on no dog. Another dog. I'm just saying. I'm not, I'm not hating on nobody. I'm just saying. In the country, that's the way they live. Amen. Because we lived off the land. Amen. That's why you didn't have pet chickens. Because they could be on the table tonight. So you lived in that culture of death, so to speak. Now, I'm just saying referred to as dogs, but Jesus would not refer to her as a wild dog or a, a, a scavenger. Jesus is simply saying that it is not right to take the children's food and give it to the household pets, the lap dogs, okay? Listen, Jesus trying to get her to see that priority is, first of all, to the Jews. He came to his own, and his own received him not. He came to the Jews first. Just in case you don't know, Jesus was a Jew. Okay, regardless of all these pictures you see with him with blonde hair and blue eyes, that is not the biblical Jesus. How you know, Pastor Lewis, because Michelangelo was looking at his cousin when he made that picture. That's number one. But number two, the Bible said that when Herod was looking to kill all the babies under age of 2, the Bible said that Joseph and Mary flee to Egypt. Just in case you don't know, Egypt is in Africa. In Africa, you got black people. You can't hide no blonde-haired baby with blue eyes in Africa amongst black people. Come on, somebody. All right, let's move on in Jesus' name. So so Jesus is saying the top priority goes to the Jews. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation to who? The Jews first, then also the Greeks or the Gentiles. Are you with me? Listen, when the church started... On the day of Pentecost, we have Jewish people there. They heard the message. Then when you leave chapter 2, you get to chapter 8. You see Philip the Evangelist go down there, and he preaches the gospel, and the Samaritans, they get saved. And then you go from chapter 8 for the Samaritans, you get to chapter 10, you got Cornelius. Cornelius was a Gentile, then the Gentiles get saved. You see the priority? You start with the the Jews in Jerusalem, they branch out to Judea, then to Samaria, then to Cornelius, the utmost part of the earth. This is called the law of priority. You take care of first things first. Are you with me? That's why the Bible says that if you don't know how to be a good leader at home, you are disqualified to lead anybody at the church. If you can't leave your four, why are we going to put you in charge of 40? In other words, what you got, if it won't work at home for you and your husband, you and your wife, and you and your children, why do you think it's going to work here? Physician, heal thyself. If you got some medicine, take it yourself. How many of you would like to go to a doctor to get a COVID shot and he's sitting there coughing with COVID? Come on. Come on somebody, apparently it's not working for him. Come on somebody, you can't sell me something you're not sold on if it's not working for you. If it's not working for you, don't export it. It's called the law of priority, which means, let me help y'all. Now, Sister Lewis is my wife. It makes no sense for me to neglect Sister Lewis who needs a dress or some food and stuff to go across the street to help another woman get some food and a dress or feed her children. No, I need to take care of Sister Lewis first. That's my first priority. What's this. And before I pass the Rising Star, I pass the Lewis Missionary Baptist Church. And I know y'all be tripping, and sometimes y'all be talking. Pastor Lewis didn't call me, he didn't come see me, etc., etc. I'm one man, I can't be everywhere, but I take care of Lewis Missionary Baptist Church, though. Amen. Amen. Because that's my first priority. Are you with me? And as long as I take care of my first priority, which is God, then my family, then I'm in a position to pastor the church. with me because you don't want me up here preaching and sister lewis and i just had a big fight last night but what's wrong with him i don't know (laughs) you know y'all be talking (laughs) what's this what's this what's Listen listen to me, and pastors who who suffer from low self-esteem and those who are insecure, what they do, they sacrifice their marriage, they sacrifice their children, trying to keep church people happy, and at the end, they have no marriage, and the children are on their way to hell, and then the church vote them out. I came with Sister Lewis, 35 years later, she's still sitting right here. And when I get ready to retire and leave from here, I'm leaving with Sister Lewis. Come on, somebody. Might not make y'all happy, but I came with her, I'm leaving with her. I came with my family tight, I'm leaving with my family tight. I came with my sound mind, I'm leaving in a sound mind. Come on, somebody. And I want a few passes, I ain't been in the hospital either. I ain't bragging, I'm just saying I love y'all too much to let you kill me. Let me just help you something real quick. How many of you know you can't make everybody happy? How many of y'all watched the Super Bowl last week? How many of you know people were praying on both sides for their team to win? Now God couldn't make all of them happy, but apparently the Los Angeles Rams fans, they were happy. Okay, Okay. some of y'all caught that. Let me move on in Jesus' name. All right, now listen, look Look at her persistence and her response. Her persistence and her response. Yes, Lord, when you got a situation and you present it to the Lord... You need to be in the posture of saying, yes, Lord. Yes to your will. Yes to your way. Yes to your word. Any way you bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied. Has anybody ever prayed for one thing and God bless you another way with something else that you did not expect? And God's answer was better than what you were looking for. And what I'm saying to you, don't cop no attitude with God if God doesn't answer your prayer the way you think he should answer your prayer. Because God knows exactly what you need and when you need it and God will send it to you right on time. So just say, yes, Lord, I pray, I ask for whatever your will is, God. Yes, Lord, thy will be done. Not my will, thy will be done. Watch this. Jesus meant that his ministry was first taken to the Israelites and then to the Gentiles. Now, notice that he didn't say that, that he's not going to bless the Gentiles. He said, I got to take care of the Jews first. In other words, your turn is coming. Watch this. And let me, let me just help somebody right, right, right quick. Never be jealous of somebody else's blessings. He said, I'm starting with the Jews, but your turn is coming. I got to take care of the children first, but your turn is coming. He said, other sheep I have, which is not of this fold. they too must come with me. And what I'm saying is that. don't get mad when other people get blessed. Come on, somebody. You know you secure and you got good self-esteem and you got a good relationship with God when you learn how to rejoice over the blessings of other people. You ought to be glad that people get promoted. You ought to be glad when somebody get a new car. You ought to be glad when somebody get their degree. You ought to be glad when somebody get a new house because you know God is in the blessing business. He's the respectful person. He's in the neighborhood. God bless you. Guess what? I know he can bless me, too. Amen. Amen. Y'all ever heard that song, God Gotta Bless with Your Name on it? Do you think God got confused? <laughs> you think God came to the neighborhood and got confused? Uh, you know, I won't bring a new car to your house, but I got confused. He yeah, messed me up and I. Got And can't nobody, listen, that's why you ain't, listen, you ain't gotta never fight for no title, no position, no promotion, no money. Listen, God got you. Come on, somebody. God's gotta bless him with your name on it and the devil in hell and no person can stop God from blessing you. He knows your address. He knows your name. He knows your zip code. He knows your phone number. The very hairs on your head are all number. Can't nobody stop you from getting blessed by God. In fact, I found out when people fight me, that's when God really blesses me. Okay, move along. Move right right along. All right, so she's persistent, okay? Now, let's look at the results here. First of all, his reply. Then he told her, for such a reply, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. For such a reply. Watch this, the woman didn't argue. Now, I know most of y'all. Here I am, a single black woman living in America. I'm a single parent, my daughter at home sick. My husband and I walked out on me. And here I am trying to get to the man of God and the disciples give me a hard time in this patriarchal society. Well, I'm not even supposed to approach the rabbi and ask for a favor. And then the rabbi who's supposed to be the son of God, the Messiah, got the unmitigated call to call me a little puppy. (laughs) Now, y'all know I'm telling the truth. You would have said, "Deuces, forget you." I know you wasn't right. You right? You ain't Messiah, cause if you the Messiah, you would be not be tripping like this. See, watch this. This is gonna mess you up. God will often put obstacles in your way in order for you to get your blessings to make sure you're qualified for the blessing. So when you get the blessing, you can handle it. Let me go this side. I said God will put challenges and obstacles in your way when you pray for something, cause God wants to know how bad do you really want it, and are you mature enough to handle it? Because if you are gonna get an attitude, as soon as you run into some opposition and somebody say something crazy about you, God has said you're not mature enough for the position, you're not mature enough for the blessing. So I got to withhold the blessing because you got an attitude problem. But if you learn how to worship God and keep a good attitude and humble yourself and continue to be persistent in prayer, and you overcome every obstacle. Every challenge, you'll get your blessing. And God said, you are not qualified to go to the next level. You're not qualified to handle that position. You're not qualified for that title. You're not qualified to handle the pressure. Wait, watch this. But here's the problem. we want going to elevate the blessings. What do you mean, Pastor Lewis? God bless me. See, Jack, run with the rig grab. okay. In other words, God said, I'm going to bless you, but not on the floor. I'm going to bless you as you get on them stairs and work your muscles and work your way up because I need you to be in shape because when you get to that position, if you don't go through the process, you're not going to be able to handle it. Watch this. Watch this. As a little boy, as a teenager, God told Joseph, someday you're going to be in charge. You're gonna be in charge and live in large. Your brother's gonna bow down to you. He had another dream where his mommy and his daddy bowed down to him. And he shared that. God said, Yeah, that's gonna happen. But first of all, we're gonna to have to make a pit stop. First of all, your own brothers, not others, brothers, <laughs> gonna throw you in a pit because of jealousy. Watch this. He had a color, had a coat of many colors. Watch this. Don't miss this. He had a coat of many colors representing the fact that Joseph was bigger than where he come from. God had a ministry in mind for Joseph that was bigger than Joseph, and Joseph wouldn't be confined to just his people. And sometimes you'll be around people don't understand your ministry and your style of ministry because they think you should stay within the niche that you started out in. But God has given you a coat of many colors, meaning that you can minister to different cultures and different races and different ethnicities and different backgrounds. And that's why I said, rise and start. We build a kingdom culture. If you're looking to just stay black, wrong church. Looking for white, wrong church. Just Hispanic, wrong church. God is building a kingdom culture. Red, yellow. Brown, black, and white, we're all precious in his sight because I have a jacket with many colors, and we got room enough for everybody. Watch that? I got to hurry up. I got to hurry up. Watch we that? We had a meeting not too long ago. I was meeting with Treon and David, Pastor Louis. and this is what I told David. I don't know if you remember this. David has been with me since a, since a little boy. Used to play the trumpet with me at one time. Maybe he started playing trumpet because he saw me playing the trumpet. I don't know. But here's the thing. You know what I told David? I said, David, God made you the youth pastor. Then God made you the young adult pastor. I said, You are Joseph at Rise and Star. I said, God has given you an anointing so you can flow right in with me. And you know my heart, and you know what we're trying to accomplish, and God can use you in a different capacity. Watch well, this. You ain't gotta be black. You ain't gotta have no collar greens. Bring your saucer, brother. Come on. Come on, bring them tacos and gelatos. Come on, somebody. We can hook it up. We can have a Holy Ghost buffet up in here. Up in here. God doesn't have a problem with that. That's our issue. Okay. So his reply. Then the Lord told her for such reply. The demon has left your daughter. Now, I said, here's the reward. She went home and found her child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. Listen, here's the thing that's unique about this passage. During Jesus' ministry, there are two occasions where he healed without touching anybody. Y'all remember the centurion? see I got a servant, and my servant's at home, and he's sick. And, and, and Jesus said, "Well, let me go and uh, pray for him and heal him." He said, oh, "No, slow your roll, Jesus." He said, "I'm a Gentile, and you, a Jew, cannot come under my house because if you come to my house, that makes you ceremonially unclean. But I'm a man in authority." I know what position is all about. I know what power is all about. I got position. I got authority. I got power. I say to this man, go. And he goes. I say to this man, come. And he comes. He said, all I have to do is speak the word to my servants, And they obey me. Now, I'm a Roman soldier. But you the son of the living God. You ain't got to come to my house. Just speak a word. And when you speak that word, that word's gonna travel all the way to my house. Hit my servant. And my servant's going to be healed. Because you got that kind of power. You got that kind of authority. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. You know what Jesus said? He said, "Boy, you just blew my mind." What you say, honey? Hush. That's the homeboy edition. All right. Y'all be, y'all be, y'all be trying to Google that. It's not in the Bible. That's the homeboy edition. Okay, come on. All right. So okay y'all come listen so he was saying he said I ain't find this kind of faith in all of Israel he made a covenant with Noah a covenant with Abraham a covenant with David they had the law they had the prophets major prophets, minor prophets had the Psalms had the Proverbs had all the revelation of God had the tabernacle God literally dwelt amongst them they saw the Shekinah glory of God they had Moses the law they had David the great king with all that stuff didn't have no faith but here's a Gentile an outsider didn't have access to all that stuff and said you ain't got to come to my house you just speak the word and we are good to go watch this isn't it amazing some of you been in the church for so many years um, umpteen years and today as of today, you haven't done one thing in the church. You've been in the church for 10 years, and even to today, you don't even pay no tithes. And somebody off the street that God just freshly saved, so for to be in the house of God. They don't, lie, they don't mind. It to be granted. And the best way to lose stuff is to take it for granted. That's what happened to the prodigal son. He got his stuff and left. And he lost everything. But Here's, here's, here's the other thing I'm say. So he said to the woman, he said, because of your faith. what's this. He said, you're not even my priority. Now we're going to get to you. You're a Lord on the totem pole. We're going to start in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. But girl, you so bad. Your faith is so strong. You're so tenacious. You're such a worshiper. I'm gonna give you what you want right now. We're not gonna wait to act the 10th chapter when Cornelius coming to the Bible Christ. Because of your faith, I'm gonna move you up in the line. I'm gonna bless you right now. Not even gonna have to go to your house. Not gonna even have to touch your daughter. I'm gonna bless you right now. I'm gonna heal her right now because of your faith. Okay. Okay. Okay, I have you out by 30. Okay, put up the next, put up the next slide. Put up the chart, put up the chart. Now look at this, now look at this. Gentile woman, but Jesus. sought Jesus out, but Jesus tried to hide from her. I'm on a retreat, leave me alone. Begged for mercy for her demon-possessed daughter. Jesus and the disciples ignored her cries. In fact, Jesus seemed to agree with his disciples that she should be sent away. Read Matthew's gospel as well as Mark, the parallel gospel here. She called him Lord as well as the son of David. And Jesus said, I came only for the Jews. Wait your turn. She did not object to being called a dog. A household pet, puppy. Implied that she was a dog, frequently referred to the Gentiles as dogs, which means that they were unclean outside of the coming of God. Implied that because she was not a Jew, she was not a child of God and could not be helped. Asked only for the crumbs left from Jesus' work with the Jews. And watch this. Because of her persistent faith, he praised her and healed her daughter. Watch this. Most people never get to the last box. Let me tell you why. Because you get an attitude up here. Some of you wondering why God has not blessed you and move you to the next level because you got an attitude before God could promote you. See, God will put you in certain situations and with certain people and allow certain things to happen to you to see how you respond. And if you don't respond right, God said you're not ready yet for the promotion. What's this? And you think it's people ganging up on you, but it's God testing you. God said, I'm testing you to see if you're ready for the next level or you're ready for the next promotion. Because if you can't handle criticism, if you can't handle people talking about you, if you can't handle people not calling your name, if you can't handle your name not being on the program, you are not ready for leadership. If you got to make everybody happy and try to please everybody and run around here trying to be politically correct, God said, I can't use you. I can't use no wimp. I can't use no punk. I need some people with a backbone that stands for God I live and for God I die. I'll stand by myself. If necessary, I'll die by myself right here on this hill with my conviction, with the word of God, by myself. God said, when you get to that level, I'm ready to use you. I can use you in the white house, the school house, the church house, your house, any house I put you in because you're going to stand for me. Uh, And I close with this. Listen, since it's Black History Month, listen to me. A lot of people suffer, and especially African Americans, suffer from low self esteem. You better hear me. Insecurities, because we look to the world out there to establish the standards. Or what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. What's this. You got to tell yourself and your children and your grandchildren that you are made in the image of God and God did not make no jump when he made you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are somebody. Don't you let anybody ever tell you you otherwise. You are somebody special. You are somebody wonderful. You deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. You need to learn how to love the hair that God gave you. Learn to love the lips that God gave you. Learn to love the hips that God gave you. Whatever God gave you, you got to learn how to work it. Keep your sassy Keep your attitude. Put your hand on your hip and let your backbone slip. Shake it to the left. Shake it to the right. Come on, somebody. It's like anybody in the house. You know how to work it because God gave it to you. And you're not ashamed of it. And you thank God for it. I am somebody. He made me in him for God. And then he died one Friday. But early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. Okay. Okay, sit down. Sit down. Okay. I'm almost done. Watch this. Watch this. Y'all, don't miss this. Listen. If you are a parent and a grandparent and you don't love who you are and the way God made you, you're teaching your daughters and sons to hate themselves. I read this yesterday while doing my research. It said resiliency defined as the ability to withstand and overcome adverse circumstances. Beyond parenting to produce a happy, healthy, and autonomous child, parents must consider the impact of the racial society they live in and encourage their children to have strong racial pride. Prepare them for biases. Teach them that you can't trust everybody. And teach them to be balanced with humanity and reality. Listen, this active parenting strategy is essential for pulling up the weeds and placing the fertilizer around the rich seeds that has so much potential to offer the world. In essence, we not only need to support the growth of seeds and the skills of the gardeners, but we need to be building Entirely new gardens and ecosystems, or ecosystems, for them to blossom. Okay, now let me let me interpret that. What what, this, what they are saying in this article, especially as black uh, parents and a family, the world out there is the garden, and the world out there is hostile to people of color. General speaking, okay. So what he's saying is, or what the scholars are saying, that you got to give your kids some extra stuff, some extra support, some extra reinforcement. So when they go out there, they got to have for every one negative comment people say about them, you need to be saying a hundred positive things to them. <laughs> See, the thing about a duck, the water falls on the duck, but the water don't stay on the duck because he got oil in his feathers. And the water runs off his back. And I'm saying you got to raise some duck children. So when they use the N word and tell them they got the wrong kind of hair and all this other stuff is wrong with them, you got to put enough oil in their feathers. So when they say all that crazy stuff, it's going to run right off of them. It's not going to hurt them at all because my mama said I'm beautiful. My daddy said I'm a queen. My Bible tells me I'm made in the image of God. My Bible tells me that Jesus died for me. My Bible tells me I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You can't say nothing to hurt my. You can't say nothing to hurt myself in this You can't say nothing to hurt who I am in Christ I am somebody I'm a queen I'm a king I'm special So the world is the garden Parents, you're the gardeners And then your children are the seeds And you got to fight the because system, there's systemic racism out there, the structures out there, there are things out there that you got to fight to make the garden better. But while you're making the garden better, as parents, you need to acquire the skills to be skillful gardeners. To make sure that you plant the seeds in the right place and at the same time, pull up the weeds. The weeds are drugs. A lot of that crazy stuff you see on TV. A lot of that crazy music that Daisy and talked about the rap singers. And that's why I don't listen to a lot of that jump because they degrade our women. I don't get with that. Y'all can jump and pop on that stuff all you want to. I ain't listening to nobody that's disrespecting our women. No, not on, you, you're not gonna play it in my house. I'm not gonna listen to That's garbage. Don't you let your kids in that garbage, putting you calling you H- all that stuff, and you sick in that. They'll tell them, no, you can't be that, but you can play basketball and you can be a rapper and all this kind of stuff. I'm telling you, they will pausing your kids. You got to make sure that the garden is right. You got to make sure you have the skills as a gardener. You got to make sure you plant your kids in the right place. You got to pull up the weeds and you got to fertilize your kids. And you got to make sure that when they go to school, you ain't letting people poison your kids with the wrong kind of stuff and mess them up and destroy their potential for God. All right. One more thing. I'm a Baptist preacher It's my third closing (laughs) I'll close with this story Something happened When I was a little boy Blew my mind And it came back to me this week You know what happened When I was a little boy Anybody remember how they used to go To these district associations And you didn't go because you loved Jesus You were going because you hoped to see Some little girls Can anybody testify Oh y'all gonna get hold on me now some of y'all came here this morning trying to find a little girl a little boy come on come on okay come on now y'all know people come to church for a hookup everybody here didn't come looking for jesus come on y'all that's why you need to sing that song i woke up this morning with my mind stayed on jesus because you're not careful you get to church your mind will go somewhere else can y'all be real for at least two more minutes (laughs) Boy, church folks are trip. That's why, I, that's why I say folks don't like coming to church because we won't be real. Okay, but listen, something happened while I was a little boy. I was at this association, and I was there with my friend Cheyenne and Michael. And it was this cute little girl we saw. And Michael was, the, you know, he was more bolder than us. So he had this rap together. So, and Michael could dance, boy, he was the best dressed and all that stuff. So Michael smoothed up to her and said, you know what, baby, you look good. She said something that blew my mind. She said, you know what she said? She said, I know I look good. I got a mirror at home. When you got good self-esteem, you're not going to be running off with no thug and no hooligan. Come on, somebody. Because you realize that you're somebody, you're special, and you've been told you've been special all your life, that you're wonderful, that you're queen, that you're made in the image of God, and God didn't make no junk. And let's go home. To my left. To my left. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We pray this message has encouraged your heart and renewed your spirit. If this message has been a blessing to you, Please share it with everyone you know. If you would like to help support the ministry, spread the gospel, and assist in funding community service projects at Rising Star, visit our website at www.risingstarbaptist.org and click the yellow donate button. Or zealous at finance at risingstarbaptist.org or mail in your love offering at Rising Star Missionary Baptist Church 2800 East 36th Street tucson arizona 85713 we look forward to you tuning in again remember rising star baptist is a local church with a global reach